0: Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless I'm going to call on Joanne if she'd come at this time. And uh, Joanne has uh, had an extremely uh, interesting uh, time the last year and a half especially. And, but I thank God that God is able to do some amazing things, even in difficulty And so it is so good to have you uh, here this morning. and So we look forward to hearing what the Lord would desire or has done in your life. And uh, so as the Holy Spirit leads you, uh, feel free, share what God has done. Let's give uh, the Lord a hand this morning.
1: Sometimes you may see me crying, but I'm not crying. It's just because the Holy Spirit, you can feel him, the strength, the love that he gives us. 2020 was a year that I would never, ever forget, and I know that God was with me. Started off in February that I broke my foot, and I was coming here to church with crutches. Then, two weeks later, I went for a mammogram They called me back and they said, we found something, so you got to get tested. So they, they took a biopsy of it, found out I had cancer, breast cancer, stage three. So what happened is that I got really, really scared because my sister died of cancer, my brother died of cancer. So I lost two of my siblings with cancer. So the word cancer to me was just one of the worst things you can hear. So he told me what was gonna happen. So I thank God for my children, because they were with me and my husband, they were with me all along through this. When I started my chemo in end of February, COVID wasn't known at that time. A few weeks later it was, but not at that time. So here I am, went to see the oncologist at Walker's, and he said to me that you're gonna be starting your chemo that we're gonna be giving you because your cancer is aggressive, we're gonna be giving you the strongest chemo. I said, okay. At first I didn't understand it, but Okay, and then he said that you were gonna lose your hair after three, four days. This is a wig. And I have, been, I have prosthesis now. So they did the surgery. They took off 14 lymph nodes. And then I started, for, first they did the chemo because they didn't want to do the surgery because of the type of chemo it was. So I did chemo for five months. It was hard, it was the most awfulest thing you can go through, if you didn't know God. God was with me all the time, right beside me. I had the church praying for me. I had my family praying for me. I had my only brother would phone me every day praying for me. There was times I couldn't even talk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't get out of bed. But I knew that there was a reason this was happening. I knew it. You can tell. If I didn't have God in my life, this, I wouldn't be here. I know that. There's no way I'd be here because I'd want to die because this is too hard to handle. So when I was diagnosed, before I was diagnosed with cancer, I went to see my dad, my mom died five years before. And when I went to see my dad at a retirement home in Grinsby, I told him and my dad cried, held my hand and he started praying. (laughs) Right after that, COVID hit, everything shut down. So I never saw my dad at all because it was on lockdown, my brother would have to see him outside the window. So I couldn't see my dad going through chemo, everything, no. And here's my poor dad, just devastated for his daughter, and he already lost two children. But my brother, thank God for him, he went to see my dad every single day and read the scriptures to him. And one of the scriptures he would read all the time would be Psalms 91. That's why it's so close to my heart. And I thank God for that because, and I thank God for having a family that believes in the Lord Jesus, because if you don't, it's a battle. So after that, when I finished my chemo, I had to go in for my surgery. When I went in for my surgery, they, they did the surgery, they took out the lymph nodes, they did, they did what they had to do. Then my, um, then what had happened is, my dad, I was happy because after surgery, I was gonna be able to see my dad because they, they stopped the lockdown. So I was saying, oh wow, I'm gonna see daddy now. I'm gonna see him in two weeks because we're very close. That never happened. Because the day that the doctor told me the report of the the tumors that he took out was the same day my dad died. And the report that came back from the doctor was, you have no cancer, we took it all. (laughs) And my dad died. My dad died at that day because it was like the Lord told him, you can go home now. We will take care of Joanne. She's fine. She's going to be fine. That wasn't a coincidence. Because that morning, the nurse said to my brother that my dad was eating, talking, nothing wrong with him. And then when the, the, the nursing staff went to help him get dressed, they found him gone. So it was like God spoke to him. Because my dad was a strong man of God. It wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't be here as a Christian because he would pray, pray. And I knew that this church was praying for me. I knew that people around me was praying for me. Prayer works. Don't let anybody tell you it doesn't work. It does work. Faith, praying, works. After my my surgery, I had to wait another a month to get my radiation. I needed 25 bouts of radiation. That was a lot. I was told that I'm probably going to get some burns. I'm going to get very tired. Okay, it's in God's hands. Like it's in God's hands. God's already put me through chemo. Surgery was a laugh. I didn't just pull through. I, I couldn't believe it and now it's my chemo and my radiation. So I did 25 bouts of radiation. It was another lockdown again. And my three grandchildren, they didn't want, my daughters didn't put them in school. They had to do homeschooling. I did 25 rounds of radiation. After my radiation, I had no burns, no tiredness, and the kids were over my house every day and I was homeschooling them. That's a miracle in itself because that doesn't happen. And when you, you and when people would say to me, or I, even when I was in the hospital one time when I was going for chemo, I ended up having a really, I ended up having AFib. So they took me by ambulance to the hospital. And when I went to the hospital by ambulance, they thought I could have had COVID because I had this, chemo leaves you with symptoms that are pretty close to COVID. So all of a sudden, they put me in this room, they locked me up, I couldn't go near anybody, and I started crying. I said, I don't have, I don't have COVID, I've got cancer. It is so awful when you have to go through both. You're not just going through cancer, you're going through this COVID. And when the doctor went in there, and the nurse, they were monitoring me and everything, heart monitor, they they swabbed my nose, I ended up telling the nurse that, that my brother, I, I, I told, when I, was, I found out I had cancer, I told God, God, let me live to be, my dad was 93, let me live to be 80, I'm 65 now. So I says, let me live to be 80 years old. I just wanna make sure my grandchildren make it to heaven. Time is short, God is coming soon, there's no way. He's coming soon, I wanna make sure my children make it. So they're important to me. My brother, Larry, when he was diagnosed with bone cancer, he was 42, he didn't wanna take any treatment. My parents were in Florida, they told Larry that if you don't go for treatment, you got three months to live. Larry said, I don't care, it's in God's hands. God put him in remission for five years. Larry said he only wanted to see his son turn 16. Well, three months later, his son turned 16. But he died the same time even though he didn't see his son turn 16, but it was only three months later. He died the same time my son Joshua died of meningitis. So, here's Larry. My sister-in-law said he had his hand up to God. And he was reaching up, and then he died. So God gave him, because he had faith, faith that God was going to be there and answer what he's saying. And that's what I just want, just 80. And that's it. And I want to make sure, and I want to make sure they know the Bible. I want to read to them. I want to make sure that they pray. So that's the most important thing to me. That's why with me, when I was going back and forth to the hospital walker, I didn't stop talking about God. I didn't care who it was. They thought I was crazy. I didn't care what the nurses thought, the doctors thought. Sure, God gives knowledge to doctors. You cannot take that away from them. They did an incredible job, but it's God. It's God, and we know that. We know it. Some people don't think, but we know it. So it doesn't matter where I was, I would start talking about God, what he did, my family. Some of them would look at me and some of them would just stand and listen. Because people need to know. Because it's not just diseases that can get you, like cancer, heart. You see these people on the street that have no place to go, and that bothers me. Because I pray somehow they get to know the Lord. Because some people say that, oh, they're like that because they're on drugs or they're this. That doesn't give you a right to cut them down or say that something is wrong and you don't want to be near them. God said, love one another. That's the most important command he said, love one another. And if we don't love people, God loved us for all the faults we had. He's still there. I have faults, and he still, he healed me. He took me. I can't say how how I feel. It's just incredible. After that, I took care of my grandchildren. And I thank God so much for the prayers that went up. I just thank God because without prayers, it just shows you what God can do. Never give up, never give up. Always rely on God. Doesn't matter what you think is not gonna happen or somebody told you it's not gonna happen. They're not God. Only God is the healer, that's it. So don't take anything else, what anybody says. Faith, believe, live for the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't be ashamed of it. Some people talk about it when they're alone with other Christians, but as soon as they get out in the world, they're a different person. They're like, like they can't be near somebody that doesn't believe in God, and they turn the same way because they won't talk about it because they're ashamed of what they're going to say. No, don't be ashamed. Our poor Lord suffered, died on the cross. I can't imagine the pain he went through for us. And we can't do that. So we have to love one another as God loved us. That's just, that's the bottom line. And if you're in a place right now where you're alone and you think there's nobody there, no, you're wrong. Open the Bible. Read the Bible. There's scriptures in the Bible that help you. I gotta put my glasses on here. There's a scripture in 991, and this is a version of it, but it's 991. Live on the protection of the Most High, and stay in the shadow of the All Powerful God. Then you will say to the Lord, "You are my fortress." my place of safety. You are my God and I trust you. The Lord will keep you safe from secret traps and deadly diseases. He will spread his wings over you and keep you secure. His faithfulness is like a shield in a city wall. You won't need to be worried about dangers at night or arrows during the day and you won't fear disasters that strike you in the dark and sudden disasters at noon. The Lord most high is your fortress. Run to him for safety and no terrible disasters will strike you and your home. God will command the angels to protect you whenever you go. They will carry you in their arms, the Lord says. If you love me and truly know who I am, I will rescue you. Yes. He just says it. He just says it. If you know him, you have to know him. That's it. You have to. Then will he carry you in in their arms? The Lord says, you, if you love me and truly know who I am, I will rescue you and keep you safe. When you are in trouble, call me. I will answer and be there to protect you and to honor you. I just want to tell my story for a reason, and don't be ashamed of it. About a few months ago, I was, had a phone call from my phone, from phone um, distributors, and they were, she, it was a girl. She told me that's going to be, like, recorded. She started talking about a new phone. So, as she's going on talking about a new phone, I'm listening to her, and then she happened to say, about, there's, an, there's a part of, the part of this new phone that talks about your health and talks about stuff that you can meet up on. As soon as she said that, again, the Spirit of God came over me. And He said, Tell her about your story. So, I did. I'm telling her about my story, what I went through, what God did for me, probably for a good 10 minutes, and here she is, a lady that's trying to sound me your phone. <laughs> After I was finished, it was quiet. At first, I wasn't sure if she hung up on me. She didn't. You know what she said to me? Thank you very much. I needed to hear this. My husband left me, and I have two kids. So I told her, open the Bible, trust in the Lord, and he will put you through whatever you're going through. That's it. Like, here it is. I'm, she's trying to sell me a phone, and she ended up saying she really needed to hear this. That's what I'm saying. Some people are going through stuff we don't know talking to them about God and what you went through, you never know what you have done. Even if one person, one person, the angels sing. One person. And then, just telling Pastor Dave, I see my brother a lot. He's my sibling, I lost my whole family, and it's just my brother and I and I drive to Grinsby a lot to see him, or he comes over, but I go to Grinsby a lot because he bought, my parents lived on number eight highway, and he built his house on the farm, on number eight, but now it's developed. just it doesn't look like a farm anymore. So I go see my brother. And as I was going this one day to go see his, his, his brother because I, went, I was going to go see my sister-in-law's mother too. I was driving the car. Sometimes I have a tendency of speeding, maybe 130. I shouldn't be doing that. So I'm driving the car, and some cars are going faster than me, so I'm thinking, well, maybe I can go a little bit faster. So at that time, there was a a, a transport truck here. The car's here zooming by. So as I'm going, about 130, a voice said to me, Go to the right-hand lane. I'm thinking, what? Go to the right-hand lane. Okay, fine. I got away from the truck, which which was on the right-hand lane. I went in front of him. As soon as I went in front of him, poof! My back wheel literally exploded right off. The whole wheel... I looked in the rearview mirror and you could see my wheel run, run, going down the highway. I think what at the same time my car went to the right. If I was beside the transport, I would have been under the transport. Then I'm trying to get control of my car and then all of a sudden it went to the left. I would have been on this fast lane. So here I am trying to take control. It was going to the right, to the left, to the right. And then I said, God, take the wheel. You take the wheel. And he did. <laughs> Here I am driving, he took the wheel, and as if nothing happened, I actually, the car actually went to the side of the road, like this, there's the wall, the steel wall, cement wall, it went right to the side, it's like it parked. Nothing wrong, no nothing, God did it. Send his angels down and he did it. God took the wheel. So, when you do things for God, when you live for God, when you tell people your testimony, so you never know who you're going to be touching when you do that testimony because there's a lot of things that are happening in this world right now and just and it's the awful thing about it, even the suicide rates gone up because of everything what's going on. They need to know God. So never, ever, ever, ever be ashamed. Now, I'm not putting myself on the pedestal. I'm just, I'm just putting myself that it's God that did that. It's God that gave me the love. I'm Italian. I got a temper, but God helps me. That's it. And when I'm in my car, I have my Christian music blaring. I have my, like, and it, it doesn't matter if I'm at a stop sign. People are looking at me. I got the convertible and my music's on. I don't care what they think of me. I really don't because he's my savior. Someday I'm gonna meet him, I'm gonna see my family. And that's the most important thing of all. And that's what I'm saying now. Don't give up. Rely on the Lord. And he will get you through it, no matter what it is. And if I got through cancer and and at times the devil says, the devil's always attacking, the devil says, you're not gonna do it, you're not gonna make it, what are you here for? And he tries to put your emotions down and not wanting to live. Trust in the Lord with all your might and he will never leave you that's why to me I had to say my testimony because it's the truth this is what it is that's what it's all about this world wasn't made on its own this world was made by by God and we have to we have to love each other and take care of each other and pray to God and that's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Joanne. Just, just a, a few quick questions. Did you, did you always serve the Lord? Were you always with him? Can you, uh, do you remember a time that you said, no, I need to get things right with the Lord, that you got things straightened out? Can you just share that briefly?
1: My mom and dad, um, they became born-again Christians about 35 years ago, and they would pray for the kids, all four of us, and pray and pray. My mom would be on his knees, my dad. Uh, they, they would pray in the spirit, and they would go to Pastor Summer's church, and they would just pray. Strong people of God. Then my brother became a christian my sister became a christian my other brother became Christian, except for me i was a boxer i was black belt karate i was i was doing other things that i thought like here who's gonna who's gonna why do i need that man i'm cool so my dad used to get upset with me because i didn't want to listen to him and at that same time there was that same time there was a time when it was Jim Jones, and remember all those people died because of what he put him out? So a friend of mine, what happened is he told me, he said, I, no, I said to him, um, he, he said to me, let's go to your dad mom's church in Grinsby. I said, I don't think so. And then he says, come on, we'll just check it out. Okay, fine. I took him. Then what happened is as we walked in, there was my dad on his knees, praying in the spirit. I'm thinking, uh uh-oh, he's gonna think my family's a little bit crazy because here he is, my dad's praying in the spirit, my mom and everybody, everybody, my mom's laying on the floor praying. I'm thinking, uh uh-oh, this is it. So when we got up, when I was leaving, I said, he said, Joanne, I said, no, at first I thought I wasn't gonna take him back. Then he said, Joanne, if a grown man can pray like that, there's something to this. So I went only because of him, not because of anything else. Then about a month later, I walked into church by myself. My brother Gasper picked me up because I said I couldn't go, I wasn't gonna go. He picked me up, the one that's left behind now with me. And when Gasper picked me up and took me to church, I was sitting in the back. Pastor Summers said for me to come in front of the church. So I did. And all the ladies laid their hands on me. As they laid their hands on me, they all started praying. And as they're praying, I don't know what came over me. It was the Holy Spirit just was filling me, filling me, filling me. I said, I'm not doing this. I'm, my mind's saying, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not, thinking, I'm not gonna do this. That's what my mind's saying. But all of a sudden, I started speaking in the Spirit. The Holy Ghost just took over. I was like... I had to see to believe. If I didn't, I would have never became. So that's how God did that. I had to 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 believe that it's true. And that's how I got into church almost 30 years ago. And it started with my mom and dad with prayer, 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 prayer. And that's why I'm praying for my children.
0: Hallelujah. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. The Lord has kept you this last year and a half, amazingly, uh, through uh, terrible times, the Lord was with you. And you say, I know that that he'll never leave me nor forsake me, he's with me. Jesus, the other thing that you're you really emphasizing is not to be ashamed, not to be ashamed. And Paul, he writes in Romans 1 verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God to salvation. We have salvation in and through Jesus Christ as we place our faith in him. And he gives us life. He gives us uh, a future, He gives us an eternity, He gives us a hope. I just say thank you Lord, so that we, we can, you can go through times like this, I don't have to be afraid, I don't have to uh, worry, and even when we, do, when we are afraid and when we do worry, that Psalm 91 that you were uh, referring to, uh, He is our shelter. He is the one that is able to keep us through the storms of life, He is there our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, praise God. Can we just give uh, a hand to the Lord and also for, to our sister for, for sharing this, uh, this morning, praise God. Thank you so much. God bless you, sister. I just, as we close, and I want the worship team to come. Uh, I, th- I think it's, uh, I don't know if you have another song or not, but if you would just come and, uh, but before, before we, we close, I, I wanna give opportunity for people to give their life to Jesus. Listen. You can do life with God or without God. In fact, that is the only two ways we live. We live with our faith in Jesus Christ or we live with our faith in something else, someone else, ourselves, whoever it may be. Only Jesus. Jesus does not fail. With God, with man, hey, things are impossible With, with God. There is nothing that is impossible for him. He is, he is able to, to keep us through anything. Just yesterday, um, we had uh, I we were at a, a a memorial service virtually couldn't be there was in Edmonton. Thank God for live streaming. My my cousin passed away, and uh, she was young, 56 years of age, cancer. And here you are sharing of of going through cancer the Lord had extended her life, added another six years. The doctor said six months to a year, and almost six years was added to her life. But the thing that came through, and even with my sister is this, our faith in Jesus Christ keeps us through the worst that, that we may go through. He keeps us through. Listen, the storms of life will come to you whether you serve God or not. They will happen either way, but with the Lord we, the house, the house, our lives of who we are will stand in the storm. It will stand in the storm always. And so I wanna give that opportunity, especially for if there's anybody here this morning, you need to give your life to the Lord or you need to come back, say, man, I've, I've, I've gone off track and I need to come back to Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning, and especially those that are online. If you uh, if you're listening this morning, think, my goodness, yeah, I'm going through. I, I've got cancer, or I'm going through some situation, and I don't know if I'm going to make it. With the Lord, you will make it. With the Lord, you will make it. Praise God. Praise God. And so, just quickly, it is sin that separates us from God. You might say, how much do I have to sin? Just one sin. One sin separates us from God. And truly, the scriptures are true when it says in Romans 3, it says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In Romans six twenty three, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Sin, and the payment for sin is death. But God offers us life in Jesus Christ as we believe in him. One of the most beautiful passages is around Romans 3, 23, where it says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, you read the verses before that and after that. It is all about the fact that in Jesus Christ, we have uh, redemption. We have righteousness that comes to us. It is only through faith in him. So that to the man that, who knows what he did, a murderer, uh, some criminal, whoever it was, the man that hung beside Jesus didn't have a chance to do too too many righteous things. And he deserved to be up on that cross. He even said to the other one that was mocking Jesus, we deserve to be up here. They're talking about salvation, saving. Lord, hey, if you are the Son of God, Why don't you get off the cross and get us off the cross as well? And there was a mocking. But to that one that Jesus turned to because he believed, he confessed his sin. Hey, we deserve to be up up here. In that confession, he confessed, I am a sinner. And he turned to the Lord Jesus and he said, will you remember me today when you come into your kingdom? He made a confession of who Jesus was, the King of kings and Lord of lords. He recognized Jesus was not just a man. He was the Son of God. And in that confession, by faith, Jesus turns to him and says, today you will be with me in paradise. It is as simple as that confession of faith that we make, that we would hold fast to that confession of faith as Rochelle read earlier from Hebrews 4 verses 14 to 16, the confession of faith that we make with our mouth and we believe in our heart that Jesus is able to take care of all of our sins, past, present, and future and Lord, I acknowledge what you did for me on the cross you died for me, come into my life I allow you into my life to be not just savior, but to be Lord, to be king in my life, have your way in my life. That's what he desires to give to you so that you can make it through the storms of life and to experience the blessing and the, 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 the wonder of God in your life. He desires that for you as you believe in Jesus Christ. So I just wanna, before we sing and close, just a quick prayer. And if there's any, anyone, I want to help you to pray. Just a prayer of faith and that it would be the beginning. It is just the beginning as you believe and that there would be a revelation of Jesus Christ in your, in your life. But if you would pray t- together with me and all those here, you've maybe you've already said a, a prayer like this by faith, believing and to place your your trust in Jesus. I want you to, to help those that are maybe saying it for the first time. So can we pray together? Jesus, I confess that I have sinned. There are many things that I'm ashamed of. There are things that are hidden that no one knows about. I have sinned but you took all my sins upon the cross and upon yourself as you hung on that cross and you took the penalty for my sins which was separation from you for eternity. My faith is in you, Lord. Thank you for dying for me. You rose again, and you are seated on the right hand of the Father. I ask you to come into my life and be Lord in my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, uh, if you're, especially if you're online, you can uh, just reach me at pastor at just let me know that you've given your life to the Lord. Let someone else know that you've given your life to the Lord. It is just the beginning of, of life with him, and it is good. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you have my, might have life and have it more abundantly. The Lord has come that you would have an abundant life, an eternal life, because he loved us. He loves us so much. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, LighthouseNiagara.com.